0: Influencers Today, speaking with influential people in business after breakfast at Asia Insight Circle.
1: At around three years old, I started learning to program. Oh, sorry, to use a computer. (laughs) And then at eight, that would have been impressive, but at eight... (laughs) I was was born programming. uh.
2: This is an amazing idea. Tim has to see this, so it was, I think, on a Wednesday. So on the Monday, basically, we have the call with the investment team. Um, And then the investment team, oh, this is really great. The Monday following, basically, Tim Draper was on that call also. And uh, 15 minutes later, after the call, we get an email we would like to invest $3 million on this amount of valuation. Then, actually, <laughs> and, and then actually uh, we kind of negotiated back and forth. Contracts were in the process of, of signing, and so on. I get a call from the bank saying, $3 million have arrived in your bank account. <laughs> the wallets that are, of course,
1: using Ethermail or are uh, generated by Ethermail are non custodial. So I think the fundamentals is kind of like where the data is stored, how it becomes interoperable between um, the hosts that are hosting all this data and servers, and it's you know it's, it's very resist, resilient in a lot of ways. If it's not something that you're accustomed to, it means there has to be a big educational phase, and that is a very you know off-putting thing because people like what they're accustomed to.
0: This is influences today. Presented by your host, Walter Jennings. Wonderful having you both here. Uh, Wanted to get a little bit more familiar with you both as entrepreneurs and business professionals. Uh, Gerald, perhaps you could uh, introduce yourself and your experience.
2: Sure. Um, So for about 20 years, I've been an entrepreneur. Started with HDB2C, a B2B company, a SaaS business, which we sold in 2006 to Capgemini and then from the b2b side i moved to the b2c side building a large e-commerce business about 350 employees 150 million in revenues and then sold this in 2011 to um, amazon actually and in there she's sending every day about 10 million emails and then moving on towards building different brands through networks basically acquiring a large number of users without spending a lot of marketing money and then since 2019, focusing on blockchain and Web3 technologies, Shant and myself, we know each other for about eight years now. And then we decided to launch Ethermail about now a good year ago.
0: So in your B2C and B2B experience, you've sent quite a few emails. Is yes. that what, uh, was that one of the drivers behind the foundation of Ethermail?
2: Most definitely. Yeah. We saw that there would be an upgrade of email. And if you think about it, email has been around for 30, 40 years, but it never really evolved. But now, with technologies evolving and Web3 technologies combining actually payment and communication and identity into a Web3 email, gives a lot of opportunities. And that's exactly what we're doing with Ethan.
0: Jerry, great to hear your backstory and learn more about your experience with uh, email and how that led to Ethermail. Shant, um, what brings you to Ethermail? And um, tell me uh, your history. Yes, so uh, I was born in the US. Uh, I started using
1: technology at a very young age. And then I, you know, moved out to Spain around uh, 19 years old. I came from a family of entrepreneurs, which, you know, got me interested in the startup sector. Um, And I've always been doing technology, so it was a a natural thing for me eventually to get involved in the Web3 space. Um, You know, I had an older brother that uh, was doing uh, decentralized exchanges, Metaverse, so I advised on the business and technological level, Um, and we had gotten acquired by Audius. And uh, eventually through uh, advising projects, you know, with uh, Gary as well, We advised several projects. I saw a need for communication Uh, with communities and that Telegram and Discord just weren't cutting it. So I sort of thought what could actually
0: help and do this and uh, I came up with the idea of Ethermail. Fantastic, so how did you two connect um, and what's the (coughs) breakdown of roles between you?
2: Yeah, so I think uh, we we are always kind of looking at how many years we know each other, but we figured out it's about eight years now. So uh, originally, Shan was leading all the IT and uh, tech development part of one of my companies, basically. That's how we originally met, and and we are very complementary, basically. So I focus more on the business and financing side, let's say, and then Shan is is doing all the technical operations and product side, basically. So so we don't get in each other's way. (laughs) We have high respect for each other, basically, and are very complementary.
0: Now, uh, Sean, for those who don't know Ethermail, um, how would you introduce your company?
1: Yeah, so Ethermail is reimagining email for Web3 and is becoming the gateway for Web2 to come into Web3. Uh, it is wallet-to-wallet communication, anonymous, encrypted, and this allows for companies and users like to really come into Web3 with a solution and an experience that they are familiar with. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're simplifying the entire
0: Web three journey and experience. Right. And Jerry, what's this concept of unmute your audience? Is this um, you know, can you explain that for the those who are not in
2: Web three? Sure. The the problem in, in Web three projects okay. very much is that people would launch a token or NFT, and then people have. Part of a Telegram group or the Discord or channel or something like this, and then there's an inverse correlation between the number of users and the quality of communication. Right, when moon and then people are like, rock pool and so on. So eventually, people just mute their Telegram or Discord channel. I mean, it happens to me all the time. But then the downside of it is I don't know anything anymore of what what is happening in the community. So and they can't reach me anymore. And, Even more important is actually once I have sold a token to a secondary buyer, that secondary buyer is no longer known to the first initial issuer. So people have a real big problem of getting in touch with the people who actually bought assets from them.
0: Yeah, no, I know when I look down at my telegram and I see you know one thousand and ninety-five hundred yeah. messages, I don't think all of them are meant for me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Most Probably likely, not. could
2: be. You don't hope so, actually.
0: Now, Shan, tell me uh, a typical Web three project getting started with you. What are some of the things that really draw them to Ethermail that they're not finding anywhere else? So the issue that you know Gary was
1: mentioning about unmuting your community is the fact that it's a, a broad type of communication right it's yep. one to many and it, or actually it's even many to many because there's many users many other users and so it's, it's just noise right uh, with ethermail it is again since it is email it is a very personalized experience so the first thing is that we go back to a more one-to-one conversation which is tailored to what you want which is relevant and it's, just, it's not just noise. Um, and email, of course, has proven that it has a great opening rate, engagement rate and all of this. The second thing is the fact that because it is anonymous, the users don't have to go back to the project and fill out an updated email or they don't have to go and do weird things. It, just simply with the transfer of the token, the company can rest assured they're reaching the right person. So these are some of the highlights of where they're super excited because um, everyone is enjoying their privacy, everyone is enjoying their encryption, and uh, they are able to communicate securely without all the noise.
0: You're listening to Influences Today, the podcast. Shan, what takes you from Bored Ape into Boring Accountancy? How does this become a corporate solution and not just a Web3 solution? Indeed. Uh, While all the hype is in the board apes, (laughs) we we all have to look at the the Web2
1: industry where it is, uh, there are traditional companies that want to get into the space and, you know, if we try and propose to them different types of technologies, new tools, they're going to be more resistant and averse to it. So email is something that they all understand. It is compatible with the majority of their tools, whether it's an intercom, it's a, a HubSpot, or a, a Zendesk. doesn't really matter because it's all email-based solutions. And so since they are very open and receptive to this, um, it is compatible with their technologies. It is a great gateway and a great opportunity to help these Web2 companies really get into the space.
0: Well, um, at least with email, it, it would be an easy transition for my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of Because there are 4.5 billion people who use email. Um, I read a, an amazing stat that some 360 billion emails are sent every day. Mm-hmm. How is Ethermail going to help us Cut through the spam.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. Actually, as a matter of fact, uh, there is about 30% spam of these emails, actually. Um, and that is because Web2Email um, right, basically is kind of designed for that. You filled out somewhere a form, you put somewhere an email, you didn't think about it basically, and then your email is out there and it just gets sold from one person to another. And as email is more or less relatively cheap to reach a user, and you have at one point given your permission, all of a sudden you get all this inbox and all that spam. We believe you're going to we are going to move into a permission based email consent, basically, where you as a receiver say, listen, you're really invading my private inbox and you're t- taking time away from me. And that's also why email I think, has very often a bad image, because it's this bad conscious of "Oh, how do I get to email inbox zero and there might be something relevant for me in there, which I might have lost. So the more you go into a consensual marketing mechanism and you actually Define of what you as a user user allow to to be sent to you, the more relevant actually email will become. So we believe you can we can make email a lot better by applying web three technologies to it.
0: Yeah, so it's a pay to read model. It's a pay to read uh, model versus yeah. being paying the yeah. Gmail or Yahoo yes. or others. Exactly. Now, um, Shand, um for those who don't have an Ethermail account, how do I sign up? Where do I go? How difficult is it? Yeah. So
1: it's. Quite simple, so right now for the Web3 users that have wallets, it's as simple as going to the website and uh, linking up your wallet. So it's a very familiar experience and the Ethermail account is there waiting for you. You might even actually have emails waiting for you right now. Um, The second one is that for Web2 users, again, this is just an email experience. Uh, soon we will be releasing a feature that will allow you to log in with Google or with uh, one of your f- uh, favorite providers, and this will allow you to uh, eventually just log in, get a wallet
0: created, and have your EtherMail all on the spot. Jerry, what's the biggest challenge about uh, looking after a growing company today? I mean, what's the what, what keeps
2: you up? So. It boils down to, I think, very often people. That's, I think, the biggest challenge always, to find the right people. And, of course, it's you're always building a company, so you have to find the great people for the right moment in this yep. company. In this specific industry, it makes it even more complicated because the knowledge of Web3 is simply not there. And I have to completely admit, also, four years ago or five years ago when we embarked on this journey, I didn't really know anything about it. Shan told me a lot about it, and then we, I, I learned more and more and more. But it is something which I would consider at the moment as the biggest hurdle to further growth, let's say. There is always, of course, capital and so on. But then great projects always get funded. There's always opportunities out there. So I think finding the right people is always the, the biggest challenge. And then building a great company, which is is doing great revenues and great great profits.
0: Now, and Shant, what's the um, objective for you? When do you know you've reached your objective? What's success look like for you? I think the success for me for Ethermail is
1: really becoming the bridge for Web2. So when I start seeing friends, family, and uh, strangers start talking about how they have an Ethermail account or a Web3 email inbox or anything of that nature, I feel like success and the intent and all of this has been achieved and has we have achieved the desired objective. Um, so it needs to become a household name uh, and a household uh, appliance tool uh, for everybody.
0: Um, and Lastly, Jerry, I can't leave this one sitting around. It's not just email, but it's also payment.
2: Yeah, very good. Yeah. So as we are combining basically the communication and the payment layer, basically, it opens up to a lot of opportunities. So I can send an email essentially from my Ethermail to your Ethermail and transfer a payment with that email because it's, of course, wallet to wallet transaction. And that is C2C communication. Now, if you think about a B2C communication, essentially, I can, as a company, send you an email and say, listen, Walter, do you want to buy this product? And within the email, you can actually click and buy it. So it's really a a three-step purchasing process versus today, it's a 13-step purchasing process in Web2, basically. So it opens a lot of opportunities.
0: Yeah, well, um, I don't want my spouse to find out my email yeah. is connected to my wallet. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Might have his downsides. Fantastic. <laughs> well,
0: thank you both for making time for to speak with us today and good luck in your trip in Hong Kong and Singapore.
2: Very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Much. For all of your time thank, also. You. thank you.
0: This has been Influencers Today. Why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Thank you for listening.